Oh, yes, we are here. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. It is the weekend. It is Friday night. It is 11.05, which means it is time for Snack Talk, where myself, Sid, and the wrestling legend Dutch Mantel are going to break down three hours of wrestling, or at least some wrestling and some things that kind of vaguely resembled a wrestling show. We're going to break it all down for you here tonight. See, his, his mood, his mood has transcended from before we went on the air <clears throat> to now. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd just like to announce Rick's in kind of a foul mood. So uh, if you can get past a, that. I'm irritated. Can, all right. I'm ir- My kids drove me nuts tonight. And then, you know, WWE does some questionable stuff. And Your you kids know, drove you of- crazy. That's genetics. That's why you drive <laughs> me. That's why you it. drive me and Sid crazy. Genetics. I know. You can't it. help you it. Can you imagine two of me with a worse temper running around? Two little ones at that. Two ankle bikes. That's my household well, right now. My wife. What's that old saying, Sid? You get, you get what you sow. That is true. That's what this you is got. True. See, I feel sorry for those children, though. Oh, Rick is a dad. Uh, go ahead. I, I didn't. I, that was a low blow. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, that's all good. I know. I know but you. I'm not taking it back. So I uh, know that's fine. I know <laughs> you just Josh. We appreciate all you guys who are uh, chiming in already in the chat. Ricky and Elias and Isaac. Elias, that's a name we haven't heard from in a long time in WWE. I wonder what happened to him. Well, yeah, that's right. He died. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, he died. He had a tombstone. You yeah, saw it. Tombstone. Yep. That he walked away from. Uh, Ricky, Elias, Isaac, everybody who's saying hi so far, we appreciate it. Make sure to get your comments in, get your chats in, get your questions in. Super chats if you want to guarantee that they get read on the air. Uh, put them on out there, and we will uh, we'll do our best to break everything down. Steven with us as well today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, hello, Isaac. Oh, look at that. Ricky says his three favorite dudes. Never even met you, Ricky, but I appreciate that. I, appreciate I, I met him. You would like him, Rick. Oh, okay. Just checking. No, Dutch, how Ricky, you doing, Ricky? Let me take it back. Ricky, you wouldn't like Rick. Oh, best best line of the night, I want to say, on either <laughs> show. There was a lot of great promos on both shows, but the best line of the night was Orange Cassidy dropping the word to your mother. I don't know. I kind of like the YouTube oh, line good. from uh, Britt Baker good. a little bit better, but uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with word. Britt Baker had the best promo of the night, and that's oh, saying a lot so. on a night that had Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, this new Brock Lesnar. Hey, I love Brock Lesnar's. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Brock, Mr. Brock. Excitement or Mr. Acknowledgement. Yes. And you, Dick. That was great. <laughs> Mr. Dick. But, but Britt Baker, Baker just like came out and just was like, I'm one of the best promos in the game today, regardless of gender. And just totally, the whole crowd was just like, quiet listen to every word and then at the end when she put her final line they were like "Ooh, like <laughs> it was just like oh man like why they why they get her started <laughs> it's like they it's like she woke up on wednesday right when they taped this show and was like you know what no one said how good i am at promos lately let me go out here and remind some folks because that's exactly how it came up because she hasn't like had one of these in a little bit like she's always been on the yeah. mic but she hasn't really, yeah, they've done a lot of backstage segments with her as late. But, man, out front or center stage, she shines. And she nails it almost every time on the microphone. She was great tonight. She was good tonight, yeah. And Thunder Rosa was good, too, in, in just a, a smaller punch. She was quick. Yeah. She, that, that's her person. The, the, I finally got it. Like She's like a warrior slash Rosie Perez. 
Like she's got that fiery Latino uh, like like personality, and she just gets it out there. So she doesn't need to say much. She just needs to say a little and show that that temperament. That's why her response was the perfect response. It was just like I'm gonna dive over this table, table. to get my hands on you. Yeah, that was uh, oh man, who did that in WWE? Was that Liv Morgan who did like the dive? The dive spot during the uh, contract signing, like last year or something like that. I with uh, Becky, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I freaking love that. Uh, that's such good stuff. Uh, a lot of lot we got to get into tonight, both on Raw and SmackDown. Again, get your comments in, get your questions in. We'll try to uh, uh, get to as many of those as possible. But uh, Dutch, the big news this week uh, before the uh, title unification announcement, anyway, which we'll get to. Kind of a surprising one because the reports came out last year that he had signed a contract extension with WWE right before WrestleMania. Uh, turns out it was only a one-year extension. Kind of odd for, for WWE. Usually does multi, multi, multi-year deals. But uh, your boy Cesaro is now uh, is no longer with the company. Was trying to negotiate a contract uh, with the company. Couldn't come to a correct term. So he's out for the, what, over a decade he spent uh, with oh, WWE, yeah. and now he is free to go wherever he wants. Um, bit surprising. What was your reaction when uh, you heard the news that he was no longer with the company, and that one WWE wanted to keep him, but they couldn't come to terms? Well, that's the way the business used to work. Because if you couldn't get your money from one promoter, you tried another one. Now the only other one he could well, he has two more, I guess. He has Japan. Mm-hmm. And he has AEW, but AEW can only sign so many people. Well, we keep saying that, but they keep doing it. Well, they keep signing them, but and I keep hearing them that they're paying this this super money, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I don't think Tony Khan is just going to sign somebody up for a million or two million dollars, and you see them ten times during the year, and it hadn't helped his ratings that much. I mean, I don't know. But it did surprise me that Cesaro kind of picked his picked his ball up and, and left. But I don't know where he's going. I don't know. And I think he may be, I would say, if the company had been running full-time and, you know, full shows all this time during the pandemic, but they, but they haven't, I would like to say that he's just burnt out on the road. But he couldn't have been burned out on road. He hadn't been going out there that much. When did they start running shows? What two months ago? Three months ago? Uh, no, no it's a little longer than that. SummerSlam was like the yeah. SummerSlam okay. was the first kickoff to go. Yeah, but they weren't running how they were they running they weren't running house shows were they? It was pretty quickly after that that they were running house shows. Well, I like to say he was burnt out, but he, he's not burnt out. So, and he may just be taking some time off. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time. It did surprise me. And they may, since Jack is in AEW, that is a thought. They may be thinking about putting them back together, which wouldn't be a bad idea. To put oh, well, if that happens, they got to call you, right? Like they, they, they got to well, get they can, they can call me as much as they want. I'm not really interested in going, tell you the truth. <laughs> I, am, I am burnt out on wrestling. And we, we can tell every week. Uh, well, I'm burnt out on you, Rick. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just using wrestling as an excuse. I got but, you. Uh, right now. I, I read between what, but, but I, I, yeah. I've done it. I've done it so many years and I'm just, I'm done. And not that I want to be done, but I just am. Yeah. 
now. Let me ask you this. What would your, if, if uh, Cesaro called you up today, just to gauge your advice, you know, what, what would you advise him to do in this situation? If he does want to continue to wrestle, you know, he's, he's 41 years old. Maybe he wants to take a break. Maybe he wants to take some time off. Um, maybe he's door still open to go back to WWE. What, what would you advise him to do in this situation? Well, he did the right thing. He left with that hard feelings on, on either side. It's just, it's a business decision, but I think he left not, I don't think it was, I think he wanted more money that Tony, that not Tony Khan, but what's the guy's name? Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Yeah. The other I don't one. think Nick Khan was willing to part with because he's trying to get that bottom line down as low as he can. So WWE makes more billions of dollars. I mean, it's not like they need it, but he stood his ground and I, and Cesaro stood his and we ended up in the situation we're in. So as far as I, if I, know or even can conjure up what he's going to do i can't so i don't know what would you advise him to do get a podcast on <laughs> get a podcast on breathe Look, and rest I, what's the name of your show kyle oh uh believe in pro oh, wrestling podcast I said breathing B-L-E. breathing wrestling believe b-l-e-a-v uh in pro wrestling podcast make sure to subscribe to the hey, youtube he, channel by the way he should be one of your first guests uh, well, I'm glad you, you, you brought up guests. Uh, Sid, this week, had a chance to talk with Alex Hammerstone, ahead of uh, Super Fight Charlotte, MLW, and also I got a very uh, fun little interview that's going to be dropping next week. The first interview from Jimmy Yang post-WWE producer tryout, so make sure uh, you subscribe now. Uh, did he what, get the job? He did not. He did not get the he job. He did not get the job. He told me why he did not get the job. And why was that? Oh, sir, you'll have to tune in to find out that particular answer. But he says it's one that he's heard before, but this time he believes him. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, okay. That is all I'm going to say. He's This is a guy who's had four stints with WWE now. He's heard the same answer a couple of times. He said this time, though, he actually believed them. So that is going to drop either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Just depends on how long it takes me to get the transcription done. It was I'm going to find out what it is. I'm going to post it everywhere. Absolutely. Spoil it. Spoil it. You're on the podcast channel, I'm a true heel. I love heel work, so I, I, I appreciate that type of heel work. But, Dutch, I have a question concerning Cesaro because yep. I did a whole pod, like, pod talking about Cesaro leaving WWE, and I pinpointed the point, and uh, Will Washington on Twitter of uh, Graph City Podcast over on Fightful did the same kind of breaking now down. promoting that... other people's podcasts. Jeez. Hey, I'm helping. I'm, I, he was the one that put the thought in my head. I got to give credit where credit's due. But basically, around the time uh, heading into WrestleMania 30, that's when Cesaro really got the most momentum that he got during his run on the main roster when he was with you guys in the Real Americans. And then they made that switch uh, the night after WrestleMania 30 positioning him with Paul Heyman when Paul Heyman was the most hated guy because Brock Lesnar just ended the streak. What was your like thoughts being backstage working there of that decision-making to kind of cool off Cesaro when he was at his hottest? Well, I thought it sucked. <laughs> I thought it was the living. Can I use this word shits? Sure. I, I thought they didn't put any thought in it because that heated up Cesaro. That got him hot with Jack. Because you can tell, when I would go out there with those two guys, those people would kind of stand up. They were interested 
and that we the people gimmick. And then all of a sudden they didn't tell me anything, which is Par for the they course. don't have they're not obligated to tell me, but they should just for professional respect. And they just came up that day and just took him away. And I heard, well, and they took a shot at me, I thought. They said, well, we, we, we want to get him over and Paul to get him over. And I'm thinking, are you shitting me? How is Paul Heyman going to get him over more than the thing you got him in now? Because, and then how long was he, was he with Heyman? Maybe three months. If that, if yeah, that, if that, if that, maybe. Because yeah. if they didn't do anything with him, and since that time till last year when they started, when he did that deal at WrestleMania, <clears throat> they trying to reheated him a little bit and then dropped him. See, what Cesaro is to them lately, it's just an, a guy to put other guys over. Even in tag matches, he'd lose the fall. And I'm uh, thinking, why do they do this? I believe he was the one who took the pinfall in his last his last match when he was teaming with Mansoor, right? Wasn't he the one who took the pinfall a few weeks back? I, I have think, no idea. I think so. He he lost but his it, last seven matches. Yeah, but it didn't mean anything, even if he won, because he's at this point he's an afterthought, a big afterthought. Yeah, this and is a lot guy, of people just even forgot he was even there. This is a guy who beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania last year. The crowd was hot for that match. I know because I was there. It was an insane atmosphere, even with only 25,000 advertised people in the stadium at the time. That was the match of the night. He gets the the rub, the chance against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, and then nothing. Nothing for the literally the rest of the year. Nothing. And I... I it's not a surprise that uh, honestly he didn't he didn't sign back up. I don't know if it was money so much as like, look, guys, I've been doing the same stuff for eleven years. When is it going to be my time? When might I have something substantial come my way? You know, as far as a creatively, that might have been a sticking point for him as well. I'm not going to you know speculate on anything, but if I was him, that at this point in my career with the money that I've made, that would certainly be something if I busted my ass, been one of the best workers and I'm constantly voted like the most overlooked person in the entire company, 11 years running, I'd kind of get tired of that to, at a certain extent. Well, I would have got tired of it before then, well, which is, yeah. and he probably did get tired of it. He just didn't, he's, he's very non-confrontational. I don't think he likes to argue and bicker and negotiate. And I don't know who his agent was, whether he was his own agent or not. But I think if they refuse to give him more money, that's the clear sign. Well, we're not going to do anything with you anyway. I mean, you nuts. They just, they, I think creative gave up on him. I think Vince gave up on him, even if he puts that much thought in it. I don't know how much Nick Khan how much I get. He must have most of the influence now, don't you think? Yeah. If he, if he can do that and, you know, and if Vince didn't speak up. Well, so this, it, it sounds like it's more of like a creative thing. Like you were saying with like, yeah, but they've had the, that, for, they, they, they've had that almost the whole time he was there. But basically the Fightful uh, update today said disappointment with over his like booking and the way he was used or not used in certain spots so that had a contributing factor to him leaving 
Yeah, well, well, if it, he goes to AEW, they will do something with him. But, but, but their booking is once ever what two or three weeks. I mean, you you see these guys ever once ever a couple of weeks, and then it disappears. You know AEW right now is kind of like when a, a theme park opens up a new roller coaster. Like everybody rushes on over there, and then all of a sudden there is a line backed up for three miles, and everybody's waiting for their turn. And that's pretty much what all the new talent is is doing now. Some of them, you know, buy the fast pass and they jump the line. You know, the Dan the Brian Danielsons, the CM Bunks of the world, because they can afford the fast passes. They're getting the bags right. But you get guys like Andrade, Matt Hardy, Christian. It's like all of a sudden that line just keeps going and going and going and people are waiting for their turns and there's more people who are going to be jumping in line. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly known as Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Swerve Strickland, he's reportedly going to be joining the company yeah. soon. Uh, Who's Jeff that? Who is that? Uh, he was part of Hit Row uh, when he got uh, – oh, yeah. What's his name? I saw, I saw that today. Yeah. Swerve. Yeah, Swerve. Swerve. So he's going to be – guess what is going to happen to him? Same thing. He's going to get in that line. He's going to wait. His time, his number comes up, and they put him back on TV. It's a good thing for AEW, but if you're pay and if you're patient enough, you know it's a good thing for uh, for the talent there. But the other good thing is, and this is something that Sid and I talked about earlier this week on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, is you know these guys are free to go do other bookings. They are. Why don't we do this, guys? Why don't we all form a little three man team? We call ourselves anything like the Unreliables or something, and then we'll sign the deal. And they're sending us a check like every week, and we show up like once every three months. Oh, man. We to do nothing. I'd do that. I, hey, uh, and if you guys, if you don't want to do the job, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take the file and it, let them pin me every week. I don't care. Just send me that check with a couple of zeros on it, and then we'll go. And we'll keep our we'll keep our little gig oh, going man. here. If if you I know. can just get a good day and I could pass the physical, right? Then I could just sign an injury waiver after my back flares up again. And you know, we're, we're, won't you <laughs> sign a mental waiver right now? Because you would oh, qualify for that. Oh damn! Could I ever? Could I ever do that? <laughs> but, um, who knows what we'll see with uh, Cesaro? Hopefully, uh, you know he finds happiness. Whatever he's doing, he could go out on the indies and just have banger matches all over the freaking world if he wants to. Whatever he wants, I hope he's happy. And I hope he gets it. Uh, the other big news that came out this week, the unreliable. The unreliables. Uh, well, that definitely describes my back right now. Uh, the other big news that came out earlier today. Said WWE is deciding to make this the biggest match ever. The main event of WrestleMania Sunday. I do like that change. It's a lot better. WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, a lot better than night one, night two, in my opinion. Small change, but I think it's better. Um, last night, last match, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. They look at the graphic. There's more words on that thing than I've ever seen on a graphic before in my life. But the basic point is this is no longer just winner take all. It is a title unification match, which means at the end of WrestleMania, we will have one world champion in WWE. And this is something that we talked about uh, before the show. A little uh, show prep chat between yourself and I. Uh, you are actually okay with this. I've said this once. I will say it again. WWE convinced me this was their only way to make this different from every other time Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have faced each other. Because, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, these men have been in singles or multi-man matches seven times. 
They had to do something different. The last time they had the whole Paul Heyman in the middle, but now we know Paul Heyman is firmly established with the tribal chief, with Roman Reigns. So they had to give us another hook. They had to make this the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. So they had to make it title versus title. I am down with the unification. I'm down with one champion. If people think the one champion means, oh, they should just end the brand split. That is just silly thinking. That means to me, you did not watch this product from 2010 to 2015 when SmackDown was basically the redheaded stepchild of Monday Night Raw. Like, it just, it, they didn't care. They didn't care at all. So don't end the brand split. But, but how the brand split started in two was they had one undisputed champion. Triple H would go from Raw to SmackDown. Hulk Hogan would go from Raw to SmackDown. The Undertaker, and so on and so forth. That's what needs to happen. Have your separate champions on the other on the for the other titles, but one world champion. It just makes sense, and that's the only way you make Roman versus Brock new in some way. Judge, so your in, <clears throat> no, I, I agree with that. So instead of you're not losing a title, you're actually gaining one because SmackDown will still have their top guy. Raw will have their top guy, and the, the other, the champion, the unified champion, <clears throat> can float back and forth between them. So I like I, that idea. Honestly, I think that's the only reason they're doing this. Uh, I, I think it's a little short-sighted. I think they just want to put Roman Reigns on both shows and eat up a half-hour programming each night with Roman Reigns, which I get it. That's fine. He's, he, he's your biggest freaking star. And you could do that for as long as you want, but you could do that if he's both if he holds both titles. To me... What this says is WWE does not have enough guys on the roster that they want to push to that level. That's what this tells me. They have the talent, but they don't want to push guys up to that level. They don't. They have enough hard, hard enough time coming up with challengers for one world championship, so they don't want to book two world championships anymore. That is all that tells me, which means for the next two years, get ready for a lot of Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, maybe Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, possibly Seth Rollins being in the title picture and nobody else. I don't think anybody else has a chance within the next two years of winning that title with there only being one. And it doesn't make any sense to have two world titles for the women, two men's tag team championships, and only one world title for the men. It doesn't make any sense to do that to me. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Because there are their own shows. They're their own shows. They own rosters. They just have one champion. And that's going to elevate the mid-card titles. The U.S. title is going to be more important if there's some weeks they don't want Roman to be on Monday Night Raw and he's only going to be on SmackDown feuding with the number one contender over there. The United States Championship is going to get elevated because that's the top title now. Same thing for the Intercontinental title. That should. That's what needs to happen, and that's going to force their hand to kind of do that. So I think that it helps out other things. Yeah, maybe we're not going to get, you know, Jack's, you know, you know, Jack Swagger was world champion. You know, uh, Mark Henry was world champion. Booker T was world champion because there was two world titles. I understand that. And yeah, we're not going to have guys like Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley be, you know, Bobby Lashley. I think he's firmly established in that main event scene, but like a Kofi or, or big E winning the world championship isn't going to happen with one world champ, but it's going to help everybody else. I believe by helping out those mid-card titles and helping out the women's title and the tag team titles because now with one world champion those titles have to be defended more on on tv so 
I agree with that because I think you're actually adding a whole new concept, a whole new level with a new guy. Not he's not a new guy, but then you you got to fill both those championships, the Raw and the SmackDown title. So you elevate one, and then you get a one to float back and forth. That's the way the old NWA title was used to be defended, except, of course, now they only have two territories. You only have a SmackDown, and they only have Raw. <clears throat> but they can make it work. But then again, we're dealing with WWE, so we'll have to see if it works exactly. or not. They, they, yeah, should, is, they should elevate those mid-card titles, but I don't have any faith that they will. Oh, well, well, I understand not having faith. I am Mr. Not Having Faith with WWE. But this is a concept that people wanted during that first brand split. The only the issue that happened with one world champion on both shows is that one show had women's wrestling, the other show didn't. One show had tag teams, the other show didn't. So having the uh, the titles actually make sure that Raw and SmackDown has a women's and tag team division on both shows. So I'm down for all of that. One world champion is just going to make it more important for the main event scene and more important on who they push in that scene. And I believe just having those six guys for a couple of months, they're going to have to push someone new to at least have an opportunity to get over. Bang. Okay. Would you agree to doing the same thing with the, or did you just say that? Same thing with the women's titles. I, I I think if you do it for one, you have to do it for the other. Well, you don't have to. No, you don't. It, WWE. Make any, it does not make any sense to unify your men's Rick, world titles. What did I say? The women still have two of them. They're not making sense. They're making content. That's what I'm, I'm trying yeah. to tell you that. But, yeah, it does make sense. They'd have to do it for the women, which I think it helps them, too. The only... This is something yep. that I've been on for a while. That's I, why you called an undesirable. I don't is, I don't like the idea of one women's world championship because the roster is so stacked. It would be it's already incredibly hard for anyone not named Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, and Rhonda to win a championship with two of them. Taking it down to one would make it damn near it, like why even bother because no because until they're gone no one else is going to hold that championship it's there's there's those five 10 feet of crap and then everybody else compared to wwe and even those five are on different tiers it's ronda it's charlotte it's becky then there's a little bit of space then it's sasha and bailey then 10 feet of crap and oh yeah here's the rest of this women's division bianca belair has a chance to get into that upper echelon if she wins at wrestlemania over becky lynch which would be her first title loss so are you saying bianca is not in it in the top six uh if she, if she wins at wrestlemania she is in my opinion yes at that but point. but right now i'm not talking about after wrestlemania i'm talking about right now right now no i'm not putting her in the top six it's a top Sid, five. Where would top you six bianca? women yeah um yeah i think she's in the top six women She's behind she's behind the four horse woman and Rhonda. Yeah, there's she's six, but what I'm saying is there's a gap between five and six. That gap closes if she wins at WrestleMania. That's what I I'm don't saying. I don't I don't think there's a gap between her and Bailey. Bailey didn't get on the card to WrestleMania last year, so I don't think that's a gap between <sighs> the that's that's a mistake. Yeah. That's, so that was a mistake. There's there's sure. not a there's not a gap. And we see what's going on with Sasha Banks. She has to reunite a tag team that hasn't been a tag team in seven years to get on the WrestleMania card. So that's not much of a gap between her and Bianca Belair either. Yeah. Bianca, that's especially that's especially that's if Bianca Belair wins at WrestleMania. Yeah, Rick, do you hear that? 
I, I, I what heard you say it. now. I heard it. We'll get to it. Why good, don't we good start? point. Good point, Sid. Why don't we start at the top of the night here? We get an opening segment between uh, Ronda Rousey and Michael Cole. A little interview here. Ronda seems very, very comfortable with uh, with Michael Cole. Sid, this was something that uh, that you enjoyed, obviously, because your girl Ronda was on stage. Oh, of course. Whenever Ronda's on screen, I'm all for it. Love the story about her, you know, coming back, trying to be like her mother who was a badass and win at WrestleMania. And and the crowd sounded behind her and it didn't sound like canned noise like it did the uh, first week on Monday Night Raw. So this was this was good in my book. They were behind her. They've they positioned her very well since that first appearance after the Royal Rumble, you know, yeah. being after against Charlotte talked to her and told her to be a baby face. Yeah. Well, no, just no. I'm talking about the moves they made. I'm not talking about talking to her and I'm not talking about what she's done. I'm talking about positioning her against Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is hated by the fans. There, there's If there is going to be an option of a broom or Charlotte Flair, that broom is going to be the most over broom in the history of brooming. So that's what happens. So Ronda Rousey doesn't have to do much. She's going to get cheered against a Charlotte Flair. And the same thing goes for Sonya Deville and the character they built with her. I like what they've been doing here. And I like the angle to open the show. Good show. I, li- I like the opening. I did. I like Ronda. Boy, that got quiet. I li- Look, I like Ronda. I think she's very, very talented, and I, I say here this it comes. Here it comes. I say this knowing that she's not as comfortable on the mic as she is as an in-ring performer. Okay. I thought she sounded like she had the enthusiasm level tonight of a Ben Stein impersonation contest. She might as well have been doing a commercial for Clear Eyes tonight. The way that she was, she was talking in the ring. Can I just get a, a little bit of energy out? Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit more. I'm not asking for much. Like, I like the story. I agree with you, Sid. But, man, she, w- she was putting me to sleep tonight. Like, can we just ramp it up a little bit? You're on live TV. This is professional wrestling. Can we just take your personality and, and notch? Because I know you can do it. I've seen her be fire on the microphone before, but that was when she was being a heel. She even had some better babyface promos before she turned heel. Tonight, it's like sitting on a couch. Mm-hmm. talking on her podcast channel or something like that it was just how is she gonna be fired up with the story that she they they basically told her to to tell a sympathetic story and then the angle was for her to do selling so she did what they asked her to do oh once the action that's started what, that's what they asked her to do once the once the action but that's started, what they live, but you can still be upbeat and up energy doing stuff even telling that story Trust me, it's possible. Upbeat telling a telling a story about your you know Dude, coming you got, back. You have to you have to from crank injury it up a breaking bit. your breaking you your hand. Cat. Yeah, she's, she's, she's well not supposed reading. to sound somber about that. Look, she might as well have been reading the the freaking ingredients of a soup can. It had the same inflection. It would have had the same dang inflection the way she spoke tonight. I'm just but the story was a good story. Sometimes you have to it overlook. Was. You have to overlook. Why would she get ex- really? I'm I'm agreeing with Sid here. Why would she get excited talking about her mother studying to be whatever? Can we uh, just can we can we just not sound asleep? That's all I'm asking. Can we not sound asleep? That's all I'm asking. Just, just turn it up a little bit. She sounded bored tonight. She sounded bored. I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Yes. 
Yes, very clearly. Oh, you're the same, I, I'm not you're the the same man. You're I'm the same the man one. that thought those That's boring right, Alexa Bliss segments had was Alexa was fantastic during them. I'm not saying Ronda was Alexa fantastic tonight. I, I am saying I am saying that WWE has made the right position in positioning Ronda against Charlotte, and it got over with the fans there. I have not complimenting Rhonda, and I do agree with you. She could have showed more energy, but when you say she could have been more upbeat, what you when you're saying all these emotions that doesn't fit the story she's trying to tell, you're wrong. You're just nit- you're over nitpicking. No, I'm I'm not over nitpicking. I'm not over nitpicking. She sounded asleep. Nobody's asked me. Pick the hell up. That's all I'm saying. You're on. Aspie, Aspie, Aspie said, "Was he over? Aspie was he? Is he over nit- nitpicking? Is just he over nitpicking." Hell yeah. He's got to find something wrong with it. Mr. Excitement here. And now you've killed the whole, you, you, you right. killed the whole show, Rick. All right. I'm so well, depressed now. I'm just going to leave. Well, I'll tell you what, there was one thing that I really liked tonight guys. And it was uh, the setup that they did uh, for Rhonda and Sonia. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match next week. What do you think, Sid? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to the matchup. I think they, if they throw in a little bit of mixed martial arts, it will be a fun little matchup here. And of course, like I said, Ronda's Ronda's usually better when she's wrestling and doesn't have to talk. I think I this is, I think this is going to be a glorified squash match, unfortunately for for Sonya Deville, because she's definitely been put into this position of. Yeah, I'm just there to get. I mean, she got beat by Ronda in a tag match with one arm tied behind her back. She's going to get decimated next week. No, she's not. They, I realized between the Elimination Chamber and what they did tonight, they are in let's build sympathy for Ronda mode where she's going to sell next week. She's going to have to sell for Sonya. She's going to go after the knee or they're going to do like a sneak attack before the match. This is going to be them selling. They're trying to make Ronda sympathetic before WrestleMania. I don't think that's the right decision. I've said before, I'll say again, Ronda Rousey, the badass, it's what's going to get over here and what's the better thing. But they are convinced we got to make Ronda sympathetic. So everybody loves That's how they try to get every baby face over. Every single one. And you know what? More often than not, they fail, and then they turn them heel. It's the same script we saw with Nikki A.S.H. It is the exact same script. All right, so you didn't like you didn't like Ronda doing her stuff tonight, right, Rick? Look, I, I, I've made it very clear. I would like to see her wake up a little bit when she talks. That's all I'm asking for. I thought the story was good. I thought once the action started, it was good. I like the fact that they set up Ronda and Sonya for next week. I liked everything about it. I'm just asking her to wake up a little bit on the microphone. That's all I'm asking. Is that it? That's it. Well, okay. I just, I'm going to tell just, her. I, I tell her. My, my lesson for, for Rick this week, I've been having to say this to him a lot. I just want you to keep that same energy for the Alexa Blisses of the world, for the Becky that, that Lynches is, of the mo- is, of the world, that is, that because is. when I'm critical, I know when, I'm, when I'm, I'm not about the compare right, Becky when I am Lynch or Ronda Rousey as far as promos. When are, I am no. critical of those individuals, you seem to always try to gloss over that it is, and put a positive light on it. Good when, point, Sid. 
when Hell one man. of those when one Preach. of those people has been a heel for six months and Amen. they're still not booed as a heel, yeah. the other person had nine weeks of therapy section segments where you said they were fantastic, but the rest of the world was saying you they were bored putting, to death. You keep putting words in my mouth. I said Alexa. She, I said she. Was I good. just said. I just said you. No, no, said that's not was, what you said. Toe back. Said you, you, said, said, you said the segments were fantastic. That's the no. Word you, you just said, said she was fantastic. That's Her what performance was really you damn good. You didn't even listen. You heard the word fantastic and you cut me off. I said, you said yep. she was fantastic, but everyone was bored to death. Bad creative is bad creative. I just, I I just want you to keep the same energy across the board. You're being overly critical of Ronda Rousey. I want you to be mutually okay. critical. Let's let's wrap it up. What did Ronda Rousey, what was her claim to fame to even get her to WWF? She was serious. Yes. And she was kick-ass. So you can't expect her to go in damn Academy Award mode every time she gets a mic in front of her face. You have to accept her as is. So I do. And I think people make allowances that she's not a great talker. So now he's got now you heard his feelings said. Look at it. He's about, he's about ready to cry. We got another thing that pissed me off tonight. New Day versus Los Lotharios for the third damn time. Another good match, but like at this point, are we even trying? Are we even trying or are we just trying to fill time? I mean, they had a fun little ATV spot there at the end. And it, again, it was a good match. They've had three really good matches, but I, I just don't. Are we moving on now? Because the New Day had that thing with the. I wish, I wish Big E had actually driven over it. <laughs> That would have sure been we never get this match again. Yep. So what did I say? I think I said it to somebody. You can almost pick who's going to be first and who they're going to be facing. Mm -hmm. But they did. They did surprise me tonight a little bit. So, and I didn't think the first match was at least they changed the finish up. I like the finish. Yep. It was pretty good. I mean, those four guys work well together. I just think it's. Almost borderline insulting to just put them on the screen and have three straight matches three weeks in a row. You have other tag teams on the roster. You want to see the Vikings and the Lotharios again? Give Maybe. me something I didn't watch last week. They, no, But that's something we already seen. That's another rematch. Just because there's see? been a couple of weeks since we've since we seen it doesn't make no, it maybe not Maybe it's time a to end the brand split as far as tag teams are concerned. Got a billion of them over on Raw. <clears throat> no, just make more tag teams and actually care about them. That they never do that. It doesn't oh, matter hey, if man, all the tag teams that, are together. Why don't you keep that same energy when I talk about the women's tag team titles that you said just needs to go away because they don't utilize them at all? Who said that? Sid did. Did you say they that? Don't. Sid? They don't utilize the women's. Well, tag then they should create what? some more tag you teams. Only, some you only you them. only. You only watch SmackDown, Dutch. Is this the first time you've heard about the women's tag team titles in a few weeks tonight when Sasha said that she's going to be the next uh, uh, yeah, Naomi? I, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. like, <laughs> that, And I don't even that, watch the show and still don't know where it came from. That seemed like a foreign concept to most people. They're like, women's tag team titles, where the hell they've been? I haven't heard about those since the draft. At least they <laughs> at least they actually got Who they are actually, the champions on each so they got one tag team they care about. It's usually the tag team champions. Right now, they got three on Raw. They got they got one and a half on SmackDown. They care half about Viking Raiders and the New Day. That's like 25% each. Wait, here's a question. Um, I, th so 
I thought they weren't going to use the name New Day anymore. They haven't. They've been calling them Kofi Kingston and Big No, e, they call them New Day tonight, right? Yeah, they call no. them New Day oh, on they commentary. Did? Yeah, yeah they on. did tonight. They come up with a damn I, it was McAfee. the New Day. It was McAfee. I think McAfee probably got yelled at in the headset. He, he but they used it tonight, right? Yeah, McAfee said it at least a couple of times. Because yeah. McAfee is a voice of the fans. He's probably like, <laughs> it's stupid not to call them the New Day. Like, why are we not calling them the New Day? That's the New Day. McAfee okay. is there to back up the talent, too. What he did yeah. for Zia Lee tonight was hilarious. And oh, awesome. my God. That was that was one of the best commentary moments yet. You had the Hershey, Pennsylvania crowd chanting, Hershey's chocolate, Hershey's chocolate. And Pat McAfee comes up and be like, oh, my God, this Pennsylvania crowd is behind Zia Lee saying, Zaya's got it, or Zaya. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I guess they were chanting that because of something that Natalia said during the commercial break, which kind of makes a little bit of sense. I think she said something along. I, I saw on Twitter that she might have said something that she's a Nestle fan or something like that instead of instead of Hershey. So that was why they were chanting that during the match. Would have been nice had they explained that on commentary, because I thought the crowd was being disrespectful as Walk uh, during that match, which was actually a really solid performance for Zia Lee. And by the way, her first match since being drafted on October 4th, she was drafted to SmackDown October 4th. It is February 25th, and she had her first match. This comes How did that match in? I've, I've actually forgotten. Who won the match? Uh, Zia Lee won with Zia a really Lee. cool looking spin kick. Yeah. Okay. It was it was it was well, okay. It was okay. I I didn't think the match was good or I something. Said solid, I, Sid, I said solid. Is solid no, good I'm, enough work I'm, for you? I'm like giving I'm giving now. my opinion. Why are you he's attacking me, Dutch? Yeah, <laughs> I told you I'm gonna you piss his poor feelings, tonight. Sid. You guys are just poking the it, thing. He's up pissed there. poor and you hurt his feelings and I was mad. So now you guys calm it down. I'm gonna have to book this match between you two. I don't have a back to wrestle anymore. We should book a match and put it on just like closed circuit. Do they still have closed circuit? YouTube. Yeah. Hey, we could put it there. Yeah. All right. So go. So go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, Rick. Get uh, over. Be a professional instead of an undesirable. So he fits. He fits the term already. Unreliable, undesirable. Un the unreliables and the undesirables. Pretty much sums up my entire life. Yeah. Uh, again, I thought it was a pretty solid showing for Zia Lee tonight. Glad that she finally got her first match. We'll probably get her and Natalia again next week. Uh, not a whole lot to say about it, to be completely honest. I am burnt out on Natalia. I am just burnt out on her. I mean, I think she, I would got burnt out on her when she went with, what's her name? Attila the Hun. What's that girl's name? Leah, Attila the Hun. You said Attila the Hun. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, I did say that. I I couldn't remember Aaliyah. I've been hit on the head too many times. Oh, Rick's holding his head now. He's saying, "What the hell have I gotten into here?" Uh, so go ahead, go ahead, Rick. Oh my God. Be the, be the be the lead here. Lead yeah, you just made my brain freeze. To be completely honest with you guys, make sure to keep getting your comments in. Uh, what tell the hun? Sid's running the chat tonight. Uh, <laughs> he'll try to get. Oh, to Sid it. is running the chat. Sid is running the chat tonight. Uh, technical difficulties on uh, on on my end. 
can't get into the to the Captain Kirk's. Hey, when they showed the picture of Shayna Baszler, who was standing beside her? Who was that guy? Uh, there was Drew, Drew Gulak. What's his name? Mansoor. Drew Gulak. Yeah. And yeah. who else? Mansoor was there. Yeah. And Leah was there. Okay. That's the rest right. of the SmackDown roster that hasn't been released yet and isn't used on TV. So just stick them out there in a cameo role. Just remind people that they exist. Just a reminder. Yeah. That's all it is. Just a right. reminder that those, those people they exist. They should have a sign, we're still here, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, Shotzi Blackheart is still there. She was uh, she had a match for all of about three minutes tonight. Uh, didn't get an entrance while Sasha Banks got the uh, all-star game. Michael Jordan introduction, six-time women's champion, two-time tag team champion, talking about how great she is, kind of like a makeup uh, for the fact that she got tossed from the Royal Rumble inside of six minutes, and then we haven't seen her since. She I thought be- you liked the girls, right? I do. Now you're just down-mouthing them. All I'm doing is spitting facts. This is what WWE did to Sasha Banks over the last three weeks. They brought her back for the Royal Rumble. She was there for four, five, six minutes. Yeah. The first time we've seen her since. Uh, She beats. That's the way they booked it. That's the way they booked booked it that way. Yeah. Yes. I'm just spitting facts. So Sasha Banks said she beats Shotzi. Naomi comes out for this. And I thought maybe Naomi was going to get in the ring and, and ask for a match. Like I thought we were about to get maybe. Naomi I, and Sasha doing some kind of an angle leading up to WrestleMania, maybe. And then I thought just, the same thing. Thank you. So see, I did. Finally, me and Dutch agree on something tonight. Y'all been ganging up on me since the start of this damn show. Um, but no, Naomi just gets in the ring. I can't believe that. Naomi she just gets in the ring. Too much. No, co- no, no explanation whatsoever. Just say, hey. We're really cool, <laughs> and we're gonna go win the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, could that? I thought that's going. I thought go get in the ring, and when she says that, then they're gonna have a disagreement. But then they hugged. I said, okay. Is that whatever. not the laziest way to announce a new tag team? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy there's a second one. Good on WWE. In one night, they doubled the amount of women's tag teams that they have in the entire division. That is solid news. That is progress. That should have made you happy. They doubled it up from one to two. Yeah. But clearly they looked at Naomi and Sasha and went, we got to get you guys on the card somehow, some way. So y'all are going to compete for the tag team titles. There you go. Well, they got two nights to fill. Done. Yes. See, they got two nights to fill. 20 matches. Yeah. They can have two two matches a night on the pre-show and then eight matches on the card because that's what they did. They had 16 matches last year between Mm -hmm. both nights. Right mm-hmm. now we got three matches that are announced. It's almost like no, they could use the four. Four. They, the a, one? they they have been they uh the, when the Fox updated uh the Ronda and Charlotte on night one, they've included Edge versus an opponent to be announced. Okay, so okay, so we got four matches, which means there's at least twelve more to come. It's almost like they could use a separate WWE title program. It's almost like they could use that to help fill no, out. They, don't. they they night. know what they're doing. They're playing oh. the long game, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I put on my fence hat. I know what they are doing. Everything's in place. They're setting up their women's tag team championship matchup as predicted by yours truly, SP3. I said that Sasha Banks would be in a women's tag team championship matchup at WrestleMania. I just got the yeah, partner wrong. You did. You did I just say got that. the partner wrong. I got I I said Bailey. 
Bailey ain't ready to come back yet. So Naomi works. And I must have been the only one, but I knew they were teaming up together when, when Naomi came out. Because one, one hint was Sasha Banks was twerking to Naomi's theme, and that led to Pat McAfee. That. that led to Pat McAfee with the best moment where he just got up. It was it was like it was like the Dave Chappelle segment. <laughs> hey, I think oh, we can man. all agree. I think we can all agree. SmackDown was so much better with Pat McAfee back this week. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he was. He had so many lines I had to quote. My the, my favorite one is it's it's not a homeless man who found a nice suit. It's your intercontinental champion. <laughs> Like he had so many great lines tonight. Pat McAfee was such a joy, but him dancing to Naomi just was like, oh man, just put a bigger smile on my face. That was awesome. But I knew the whole time she was very positive about Sasha. Uh, she smiled when Sasha won. When she was getting in the ring, she smiled at Sasha. She looked at the sign. So I, and she sat, she stood stand side by side with her. She wasn't really facing her. So there was a lot of aesthetic things that told me they were teaming up together. Well, I mean, once she got in the ring, I kind of figured it out. But I maybe it was more I was hoping we might be getting a match between these two, at least something. Give me some kind of story of them heading together. I keep telling y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait, wait a minute. They they could still be a story between them. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. They still sure got time to. See, they got they got five more weeks until WrestleMania. Yeah, they got they got to feel that with something. I don't oh, see WWE investing in another singles woman's match after their two singles uh, title matches. Unfortunately, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Sucks. Well, hey, we get a team bad reunion. Maybe they'll throw Tamina in there too somewhere. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about our intercontinental championship uh, feud heading into WrestleMania here? Dutch. Yep. That's my name. I like Johnny Knoxville. Yep. I think Johnny Knoxville is genuinely entertaining in the ring. I think he has taken to WWE like a duck to water. Hell, he the, the strike he landed on AJ Styles in the Royal Rumble looked damn good. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about Johnny Knoxville fighting for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's fine. Believe me. Because all the crap they have done over the years, it's damn sure is not at the bottom. Because one thing I'll say about them, they're kind of entertaining together. They are. They work really well with one. And, and everybody knows, I mean, it's not a serious deal, but I want to see what they do. I don't think Johnny Knoxville could beat this thumb. <laughs> I don't think he could beat a broom. But if they got this match... And I want to see what, what happens in it. They you, probably will end up together, which would be maybe. a good. Possibly. So. I think not, I think maybe Nakamura gets involved in this match at WrestleMania to kind of I set hope, up that I hope spot. Hope, I hope not. Make you think Johnny Knoxville, actually. They got get to find somebody to... else. Get Steve a broom. Hope. Just get a broom. Just throw the broom in there and say, hey. Maybe they put maybe they put a stipulation on this, not another Nigerian drum fight, but maybe they make this no holds barred or something to give Knoxville a, a, a chance because realistically, Sid, he should not even get a hit on Sami Zayn in this match. 
they should definitely make it like a hardcore match or something along those lines to have enough smoke and mirrors where Knoxville can get like some type of advantage, hit him with a couple of chairs, kendo sticks. And at the end of the day, I, I feel like this is fine. The Intercontinental title hasn't been used a lot on pay-per-view. This is a way to get it, make sure it's on the card and prominently featured. Plus, the fans are into it. Johnny Knoxville's one of the, got one yeah. of the biggest pops on this whole show. They are very much into him. They were rooting for him against Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has gotten over as a heel, and the fans want to see him get beat up. And they want Johnny Knoxville actually to do it, which is funny enough so it can either be for the intercontinental championship or not we might see uh you know Sami Zayn lose the title next week against ricochet so we never know what's going to happen and how this story is going to play out but i like the story they've built up so far and it's one of the better feuds they've built for wrestlemania so far in my opinion isn't that part of the problem though how was that part of the problem it's part of the problem because johnny knoxville is getting bigger pops then your actual full-time performers and you've invested more in his storyline than your actual full-time performers. But he's had four or five hit movies, so he's got his fans. But you and you even were... people that don't know him know who he is. We we've been doing the show for over a year together. Didn't we just go through this last WrestleMania season with Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny was the most over guy during the buildup to last year's WrestleMania. That's what the WWE does. Go back to WrestleMania 1. Who was the most over guy on that buildup? Mr. T. Like, come on, people. It's just a different celebrity, a different year. It might not be what you want as a hardcore wrestling fan, but guess what? That's not WWE don't care what you hardcore wrestling fans care about. Really? They don't care what I care about. They care about the casual fans that want to see Johnny Knoxville wrestle. That's what this is all about. I, I'm gonna say for for me, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. I think that's what most fans, intelligent fans anyway, nobody's expecting. I think if Johnny Knoxville pinned him, they'd go bullshit. Get the hell out of here! But if they do something stupid, they have to do something jackass stupid, and they will remember it. They got the right guy for it, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. look, they, they have an opportunity to create a moment here, at, at least get a really good hope spot. And I trust me, I understand what they're doing here. Again, the the wrestling purist in me who who loves the Intercontinental Championship, <laughs> I hate the idea of Johnny Knoxville possibly winning this damn thing. Um, which makes me kind of hope that Ricochet wins next week. But then again, if they put the title on Ricochet, I have no faith whatsoever that this title is going to get on WrestleMania. So I'm really kind of torn here. Why would Ricochet win next week? I think Johnny Knoxville might come no out of it, but Johnny wants the title. So Johnny Knoxville might you know something, try to Rick, get this revenge. Is, this is this is your problem, Rick. You I have wanna, a lot of them. You you got you want to rush things. You want to go here, here, and then end up here. Then where are you going to go? Where are you going to go, Rick? I'm not the one where who's are you going to go. Where shit? are you going to go? I know, but if you were, I mean, those things, the ideas you have aren't are, are good, really. But you can't throw them all together in a two or three week span. You got another fifty weeks of the year. What are you going I, to do? All, all I said was. 
I kind of want to see Ricochet win this match because I don't want Johnny Knoxville to win the Intercontinental Championship, which I think might be a possibility at WrestleMania. Honestly, I do. I would not put it past WWE to make that match. But don't you think if he did win Ricochet, since he's in the angle now, he would be the cause of it? Possibly. That might be the only They could actually do something they've never done before. And have uh, Johnny Knoxville bequeathed the title, if he won, to Ricochet. Of course, that leaves Sami Zayn. No, 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 you can't do that. You just can't give somebody a, a title. Yeah. And then here, here's the conspiracy. They, they'll do anything to stop him. I mean, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I just don't, I just don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I won't know how I feel about it until I see it go down. All right? I'm allowed to feel how I feel. Well, you are. What do we think about Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss again? Oh, what a what a bump he took! Holy shit, Madcap! Man. I don't know how he why got up. Why do they keep replaying that. it? Because he's fine. That's why. Miraculously, he didn't die. No kidding. His head twisted too. I don't know how he didn't have a broken neck. Seriously, I don't. I mean, I guess the guy is just so dang stacked, right? I mean, ne- thick neck, strong neck. What are these called? Traps? Whatever they're called. Holy crap. Man. Well, the, you know, normal people, they're called traps. <laughs> On you, Rick. <laughs> hey, that's like the only muscle. I'm not, not going to finish that. I'm not going to finish that. But. No, but he, he is very, very lucky. And I'm going to tell you, I kind of enjoyed that tonight, too. Because I was thinking, you know. This has to end up with Moss and Corbin turning on each other. They have to. Because I think Madcap Moss, people kind of like him. I, I, I think they they like Riddick Moss, the, the performer, and I think he earned the respect of a lot of people by continuing the match uh, at Elimination Chamber. And hell, wrestling freaking six days later uh, yep. after that. Yep. I mean, just absolutely insane. And I actually liked how they turned the inverted Alabama slam into a story tonight. That Drew was going for that spot again, and then Madcap, like you know, freaking Spider-Man, grabs onto the ropes to to get out of that. And I love the finish tonight in this match. I love Drew hitting the Claymore out of absolutely nowhere, and then panning over to to hap, uh, Happy Corbin, and that look on his face that he gave after the Claymore was priceless tonight. Um, look, Madcap Moss has a lot of skill. I think he's got a lot of potential. This character sucks, and it's dragging him down, unfortunately. But if they splits from Happy Corbin, they got a chance to do something with him, I think. I think that's coming up. Hopefully sooner rather than later, Sid. So you think the the gimmick or the name? Both, to be completely honest with you. You don't Both. like Madcap Moss? I, 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 I He's don't. a comedian. I, I get it. Not a very good one. Yeah, okay. But I enjoyed that tonight. I, it surprised me. I thought it was going to be... I was thinking, why would they have Corbin go up against uh, McIntyre tonight? That, that didn't make sense. But no. the way they changed it around, it worked. Well, yeah, I mean, get, you, you don't want to give away a WrestleMania-caliber match on television, right, Sid? Yeah, yeah. Cor- Corbin <laughs> even said it. It's a WrestleMania-caliber matchup, so that means we're getting it at WrestleMania because Drew McIntyre, the second biggest superstar, male superstar on SmackDown, needs to be feuding with Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin for four months. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
I'd rather see him and Sheamus heat back up. To be completely honest with you, they could have. This feud should have. This feud in a in a in a short window is fine. So it's you would fine. rather have Sheamus and feuding with who McIntyre? I'd rather see that again than see this continue for another five weeks. Well, I probably would, since you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you, you, I'm you just trying to think who, of anybody else on the roster. Hell. We're talking about the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre wouldn't be bad either. That'd but you great. got Johnny Knoxville in there. Well, I think Johnny Knoxville maybe with Zayn against McIntyre would work. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe possibly. Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, the heel. Well, I think I don't think he'd balk at that, would he? No. He'd probably like it. Something different. Yeah, he probably... Yeah, anyway. but you already you already got Logan Paul playing the heel celebrity, so can't do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got two celebrities, and maybe we get Vince McMahon wrestling on the card against who? Maybe Pat McAfee. What What are we thinking, Sid? Now, what, what, wait a minute. What brought that up? The fact that Pat McAfee is going to have Vince McMahon on his show this coming Thursday. There's a lot of people out there who seem to think this has work written all over it. There are some people who's reporting possibly Vince McMahon being in action at WrestleMania or at least billed to be in action at WrestleMania. I think the angle here, though, probably ends up being Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee, which I I wouldn't. Okay. I don't know how I feel about 76-year-old Vince McMahon getting in a wrestling ring, Sid. Hey, maybe he wants one more last ride. I think he does. I think he does. I think he wants to prove, hey, I'm not an old man. And I'll go do it. And he might end up whipping McAfee's ass too. So I bet McAfee would do the job. Well, oh, I get I I guess he would. <laughs> if Vince I mean, says, I'm bidding you, pal. Yeah. I, I mean to lay be, down. To be fair, McAfee is 0-2 in his professional wrestling career. He is. He is. It would go it would, would go not- right along with everything. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Pat McAfee in the ring again because we know he can go. His match with Adam Cole was one of the best debut matches, you know, I've I've seen from anybody. And then he was fantastic in war games as well. That'd be interesting to see how he would mesh up with, with Vince McMahon. Cause now you're asking him like no offense to Vince. I know he's in great shape. You're probably asking Pat McAfee to carry that match. Yeah. Unless it's Austin Theory going out no, there they, and, beating well, the crap, and beating the crap out of Pat McAfee, and then Vince gets the pinfall. Who? I mean, Austin Theory is getting involved in some way, shape, or form. They got to pay off whatever the hell those two have been doing on Raw for the last four months. No, oh, it won't go long if they if they do have a match, and it will be constructed from beginning to end. Oh, for sure, every second. Problem is, and, with the, yeah. Go ahead. And whatever it ends up. It could be a crappy match, but it's Vince. Yeah. They don't expect a masterpiece. What's surprising them is he's 76 years old and he's getting in the ring. And this would be a good way to set it up off that interview. If I was Vince, I'd just get him slapping. I mean, that's what they did when they set up McAfee and Adam Cole. I mean, they, they had Adam Cole go on Pat McAfee's show and he – 
in, they insulted each other. Mac, uh, Adam Cole dropped a, a bunch of f bombs on uh, on Sirius XM and chucked some furniture and and left. And then that's that was the big setup. So I think there's going to be a lot of eyes uh, on this interview for Pat McAfee uh, this Thursday for sure. Uh, one just because Vince doesn't do a whole lot of interviews, which also. So where do you where do you see this YouTube, or does he have his own channel or what? Yeah, he's got yeah, his own YouTube. channel. He's got his own YouTube okay. channel. Okay. When's I it on? Keep... I'll watch it. I believe Wednesday. Okay. I thought they said Thursday. 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 Yeah, Wednesday. I thought they Thursday. I thought they said Tuesday. Maybe Monday. <laughs> it's on one of those days. It's maybe a, maybe days. it's on right now. It might be on right now. The Pat All McAfee right. post show Thursday says Stephen. So thank you for that. There you go. I mean, it just Thursday. Stephen knows it. I said Thursday. So just to recap real quick, we are potentially looking at a WrestleMania card with Logan Paul, Johnny Knoxville, potentially Vince McMahon, and 57 year old Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling on the card. And Pat McAfee. And maybe Pat yeah. McAfee. Yeah. The most stupendous two-night premium live event in wrestling history. So that would mean McAfee does WrestleMania. Did he do, he do it last year? No. Announce it? No. No, he wasn't, he wasn't he on commentary wasn't. at that point last year. He's only really? been on commentary for almost a year. It's coming up on a year. Yeah, but I he, think wasn't, he, he wasn't. He wasn't here. WrestleMania, no. No, because Samoa that Samoa Joe and right, 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 right. We did all the commentary changes right at WrestleMania yes. because Tom Phillips was basically like quietly let go right before WrestleMania, and then they had Samoa Joe standing out in the rain in a poncho with <laughs> with, with uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves and all those guys, and then like three days later they let Samoa Joe go, and they brought in Adman Burke uh, as the lead guy for Monday Night Raw for about six weeks, and then they brought in Jimmy Smith, and that's when they brought in Pat McAfee. So they did all those changes right around uh, WrestleMania last year. So Okay, Tom Phillips. Why did they let him go? He did a few things, didn't he? Yeah, actually, I think he... Did he, he do the texting and all that and to some woman or... Oh, uh, I, yeah. I, remember that? That's yeah, a, I remember that. was that. embarrassing, really. I, I, I don't remember this. What happened? <laughs> um, I he think... he did something to some, he was very inappropriate, I think, with yeah. a a woman on a plane or something. And yeah, she reported he, he him. Got, he he uh, sent a send the the beef. He sent her the, a picture oh, yeah. of the beef. He, yeah, he sent her he sent her the sausage. So it yeah. was snakes yeah. on a plane. Is that what it was? Yeah, snakes on a plane. Like right, basically. He sent her the shot of the big old sausage, and she turned. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Oh, okay. My God. So, well, Rick, you brought it up. You yeah, brought you the did. guy's name up. You yeah, did. You did it. So you got to start it. Damn. That rampage opener was pretty damn good, wasn't it, Sid? Sammy Guevara mm -hmm. defending the TNT Championship against Andrade tonight, successfully defending it. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. Sammy Guevara has been probably the most consistent in-ring performer for AEW of 2022 so far. Uh, you know, the Cody match was fantastic. 
this tonight was really good. A really fun matchup. I love the story as well with Matt Hardy still having this erratic behavior, uh, kicking on, uh, pushing Andrade's foot off the ropes, and then him being the cause for the loss no. with okay. exposing the turnbuckle. Lem, why did it, what did he do? Did he push it off? That's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. What's the purpose of that? What's the story? He's basically g becoming broken again because the time is nearing for Brother Nero to come home. That Jeff Hardy is coming to AEW. Yeah, so I don't get it. Who well, gives? Who gives? To be honest, a lot of his team, actually, all of his team, they've been losing a lot lately. So it, it's really starting to drive Matt Hardy insane right which is what the broken character is for so eventually he's every every once in a while you'll see him out on the on the on the on the ramp and he's doing the the delete and, and the crowd's going along with it i mean it was the pandemic that really killed that character because yeah. it really thrives off of the audience um and that's why he started going back to some of his older stuff and now we have this uh a version of matt hardy but yeah i i think he's going back to the broken the broken brilliance alongside brother Nero. He's going to dump private party and everybody else. And it's going to be the Hardy boys, but that, that ver the broken universe version of the Hardy boys the and broken I, Hardys. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I was so excited when Matt Hardy joined up with AEW to do the, the broken brilliance justice in AEW. And then unfortunately it just never really took off. I I'm hoping he gets this shot at redemption and I hope it works this time around. <laughs> it was it was over like a son of a bitch and i'm i'm thinking i don't get it because I, I i came in late on it anyway yeah so but it was over Dutch, when, I you don't, would, when you do this i'm a fan and i don't get it <laughs> there's just there's just something about it that that is infectious you just like it kind of like yeah. hook beating the shit out of jobbers tonight Let's give it up for the one black student who knew better <laughs> than to mess with Hook. Like all these idiots running at Hook, getting getting beat down, getting marked. He was like, he was like, nah, I'm out. He's like, peace. He, he's like, jetted. I, I clapped. I clapped for him. I stood up in my living room and I clapped for him, being smart enough to know you don't okay. mess with Hook. QT came out there and what was he complaining about? Hook. About he was Hook. complaining about Hook yeah. and talking to Taz. Yeah. And that he taught him respect, which is a backhanded slap at Taz, I guess. Yes. And then Hook came out there and they sent some guys at him and he laid them all out. He damn suplexed them or whatever and just left. Mm -hmm. He tried to get all these guys. Yeah. QT sent his, his students. QT sent his students after, uh, after Hook, a former student of his, who he thinks, uh, you know, I guess QT, basically QT wants yeah. his, he wants his flowers, right? He wants his yeah, roses he wants, for helping setting up Hook at this point. And Hook's yeah, just he, like, F you and your students. Yeah, he wants recognition. Yes. And he thinks, I guess Taz moved in on it and took it all. I don't know. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. So he sent all his students at him and he just turned and left. You could tell those first two were students too, because that first guy took a rough bump on the ramp, like right as it was going. Yeah, down. because they agreed to take a bump on that ramp. That's one thing. And two, the second guy, oh, he rocked his head. <laughs> he rocked Ooh. his head on that clothesline on the ramp. 
Yeah. Either either he's the best seller in the world, or that dude is seeing stars right now. Did Hook ever acknowledge QT on the ramp? Or no? he, he looked at him when he put the red rum on the the final guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if he'd looked at him and like you want some, and then he turns and leaves. But uh, that's a little thing anyway. Hasn't Hook already beaten QT's ass? Those like what's the? Did he beat him? He didn't. He hasn't gone one on one with QT yet. Yeah, but he he. He he suplexed the hell out of him a couple times, right? Like so, yeah. the end the end game is going to be him beating him in a match at some point. Yeah. Then he walked yeah. over him what last week or the week week before? He yeah, the week over him. the week before he gave him the suplex and walked over him. Hey, if you got any hook questions, ask Sid. He's the he's the uh, hook expert on the show. What what, did, what the hell did Jericho call? Hook fans tonight. What the hell? Hook of maniacs. Hook of maniacs. We are hookers, Chris Jericho. We are hookers. Yes. Come on, man. You used to call your your fans Jericho holics, and you can't say hookers. Come on. Yeah. Why? What's the deal? If they could say shit with impunity, like they could, they could drop hookers on the air, especially when it don't mean the same damn thing. So you you got saying that he he is not using that for a reason. I maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think mean, he he's, on, he's on social media. He knows that's the term. Yes, he's I don't trying, know why he's, he's trying to get over hookamaniacs. Oh, uh, oh, uh. <laughs> and, and it and it references Wait, Terrence. Terrence, Terrence you like Florida. do you like that said or no? No, uh, I hate it. I uh, hate it. It's referencing Terrence from Florida. I hate it. What are you doing? Yeah, I agree. What did we think about the uh, the transitions tonight, guys? There were a lot of uh, time cutting measures. Oh, they, they, they were like anti WWE tonight. No video packages, no entrances, no pyro. Just oh, there was a beat down on the damn ramp. Here's what we got coming up. Oh, hey, look, Wardlow's already in the ring, and we got action. Let's go! Like it was just boom, 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 boom tonight. Brother, those announcers were talking so fast they should be paid by the word. God. <laughs> And yet, no, you know, when they when, when they when had they to are, run down the lineups, that was what I was like, whoa, Excalibur needs to get paid extra for that. Oh my God. So, How many takes you think it took him to do that one in the in the recording studio? Holy crap. But I'll tell you what, I love this uh this Wardlow match. He powerbomb Camarado like it was nothing. He just took a big ass grizzly bear and slammed him down on the ground four or five times like it was nothing and the crowd ate it up like i'm ready i'm i'm ready for the wardlow turn i'm ready for him to just be let loose and 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 take over and like part of me wants wardlow to win the face of the revolution ladder match and then mjf after he loses to cm punk most likely at revolution to go to Wardlow and say, Hey, thanks for winning that ladder match for me. And that just kind of be the start of everything where it's like, no, 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 no. This is my time now. Cause I think Wardlow's ready. I don't. Okay. I think he's good looking, strong guy, but I don't know if he can, if he's ready enough to be on his own. I mean, he can go in there for a squash. And I think that guy he's squashing at, I liked him better than I like Wardlow. Look at the look. And he was bigger than Wardlow. He was. The guy's 300 pounds at least. He looks like Brody. 
And I says, man, just but just to take him in there and beat him like that, I think. I mean, it was good for Wardlow, and everybody's redeemable. But I would, I would look at that, Camarado. Is that his name? Camarado. Camarado. I think there's, I think there's something to him. I really do. And they got some big guys over there now. They got Hobbs and who's that other kid? That's Keith a, Lee came over. Keith Lee, and they got one other big, big guy. But anyway, they got some big guys over there. Yeah. How big I mean, is Luchasaurus? He's like six foot eight, six foot seven, mm-hmm. three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they got he's a couple. Not a of guy like, that they'd say was seven foot tall in WWE. Yeah, sorry to cut you. Basically, <laughs> no, but Com- I do agree with you. Colorado did look good, especially that one arm gorilla press that he had at one point. That was very. Impressive. I've never seen that before. That was very impressive, and I, I I do also agree with Dutch. I don't think it's time for for Wardlow to be on his own. Thank they are you, really slow you, burning. It's the right way because they are setting up two turns for him. He first has to turn on Sean Spears, and yeah. then he finally has to get his hands on MJF. And I don't think that should happen until after MJF wins the AEW World Championship. So I don't see this happening until at least the summer, the earliest. And Warlow makes it work because the post-match, Sean Spears was fantastic he was in, that, in that post-match. Oh, my he said God. It's not getting it's, over. It's not getting over. He's like, he's like, no one wants to see the powerbomb. See, I said powerbomb, and they're all booing. <laughs> That was just, I was like, yo, this is the best Sean yeah, Spears that ever. <laughs> that was good. The the whole I think if you I think if you turn him loose now, I think you, it's just that's a plan to fail. I do. So let him it. let him let him follow the blueprint and then give him more time. They're doing they got time. They got time. They're slow burning his progression as well because he started off with just like the the squash matches. Now he's versing actual guys like Max Caster and yep. uh, the Blade, and then he had this match here. He where he's versing like a bigger guy. Then he's gonna be in the face of the Revolution ladder match. Maybe he can get like a title shot at the TNT Championship if he wins or if he doesn't down the road. That's another big test for him. He needs all these big tests before he finally gets that moment. But he's building up that that fan anticipation for it, and they're really getting behind him. So I like what they're doing. What is happening with uh, Mr. Swagger over there? Uh, he's anything, kind of, anything? Not, not really. He's he's in the inner circle, but the inner circle is kind of fractured with Santana and Ortiz kind of trying to go on their own. You got Sammy Guevara the TNT champion. Chris Jericho's focused on Eddie Kingston. So all the members of the inner circle has got something going on except for Hager. Enter Cesaro. Be a good spot for it, wouldn't it? Hager's doing a lot of MMA training, right? Like, cause he's still, yeah, he is. He yeah. is. I mean, he wrestled. How long ago was that match last week? Uh, the tag team match. Yeah. With Santana Ortiz? Dude was yeah. shredded. Like I've never seen before. Yeah. He was looking good. He was looking really good out there. Well, I just wondered what they had planned for him. Cause I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Either. I may call him next week. Remember that one time on this show when he called you during the show? I do remember that. <laughs> he wanted some money for some beer or something. I don't. Oh, okay. Fair he, enough. He's bugging me all the time for that. 
Uh, so we talked about uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and their fantastic uh, promo exchange uh, at the top of the show tonight. Uh, the main event, Orange Cassidy defeats Anthony Bowens. Of course, the word to your mother drop. This was a really, really fun match. My boy Dan Housen gets involved at the end. Orange Cassidy qualifies for the face of the revolution matter ladder match, which I think was the right call. Very nice and smart editing by AEW. I heard about the Max Caster rap and he made a comment about Putin. And yeah, that was a great call by them to edit that out of his entire, uh, of his well, entire oh, rap. Tell, so, tell us a story. Uh, basically, he in his rap, he made a comment about uh, Putin. If you didn't know, Russia and Ukraine, were, they're basically in World War III. A lot of tragedy is going on. It's nothing to joke about or put in a rap or make it about entertaining when wrestling is supposed to be an escape for people. So that was a right choice by Tony Khan, the AEW editing team, to edit his rap where you, you can notice like it was shorter than usual. He usually does eight bars, not four and a half and he kind of did that because they edited out that first part where he mentioned it. so that that was that that's the kid with bowen yes okay what's his name max castler yes yes hell i'm still learning the player that's that's how silly i am on aew so they got a deep roster it's okay yeah and i still couldn't tell you what it is i mean they 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 he, and i saw tonight that he has an important announcement next week. Uh, Mr. Khan. Yes. What's that about? What's that about? He's been teasing it for a while. He said it's on the same level of the first dance, but he couldn't put a date. There's been NDAs he signed where he couldn't really talk about it. And, but this Wednesday he's going to make the announcement. So he's a big believer in, NDAs, right? Non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I, he'd tell. I wish he'd tell me something. <sighs> I'd break it right away. I could. I'd bust my ass to get it. I, I'd do a special interview about it. I have no clue what this this announcement could be. I, I I got none. All I know is he is fantastic at promotion at at promoting events and getting people hyped and getting people talking getting people guessing and more often than not, he delivers, you know, like more often than not than he delivers. So we'll, we'll see what it is. I, I there's, there's no like one singular free agent out there that makes sense to where this could be something like that. I, I don't know if this is just a, a talent. So you say, out. even if it was, even if it was Cesaro, it wouldn't match to the level that you think it should. That he's hyping it. Yeah. I, don't yeah. Think. I see. I don't yeah. either. The only one that I could think of that would even come close is, is Bray White at this point. And Assam just said that uh, in the chat right there as I, you know, I said it as that, that popped up on the screen there. Bray Wyatt's like the only guy, but. But I don't even think don't that even reaches know. the level. Yeah, no. Exactly. It's been a, what, a year ago since he's been released and you haven't heard yeah. anything about him. I mean, he was filming a movie, but yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if this Cody comes back. Maybe. Who the hell knows? Um, maybe this has to do more with an event or a partnership or or something along that line. But I, 
I don't know. An HBO Max deal. Who said that? That uh, would be Steve and Ricky think it's a and Steven think it's a streaming service. Right. So... That would be a game changer. If they could get their pay-per-views on HBO Max so people like myself don't have to spend 49.99 or people like Sid don't have to go find his special little links. Uh <laughs> I don't go. I don't go find anything, ladies and gentlemen. I spend my good, hard-earned money on every show I watch. What is he talking about? Yeah, we this believe guy. that. Uh, okay. guy, I, I didn't mean to out you there. That's cool. this guy over here. Come so, on. Okay, well, I think HBO Max now, would be an HBO Max deal is what. I know. Like the, it, I know the service. Put their put their tape library on there and do their oh. pay per views off of HBO Max. Yeah. So okay. like WWE has Peacock, AEW would have HBO Max. Okay. And I already subscribed to HBO Max, so that would be perfect. Me too. Uh oh. Then you'd have John Cena and AEW on the same streaming service. Dun dun dun. The forbidden door is open. <laughs> <laughs> Now, why didn't you show that enthusiasm at the start of the show? Oh, I had plenty of enthusiasm at the start of the show. Y'all just bored. Did, Rick, Sid, did he? He said wow. he was depressed. Yeah. He was he was he was very angry and touchy. He was yeah. touchy. So what you're saying is like grumpy, what you're saying is grumpy I need to just, is the word. Grumpy. I just need to turn it up a notch. That's what you're saying. I just need to turn it up a, a little bit, you know, just kind of ramp it up. Okay. We're just asking more energy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I need to do? Yeah. No, because Orange Cassidy's one of the most over guys on on either show that we saw tonight and he never shows energy he just does. that is right word to your mother word to your mother that was a great line it was it was it, it, was so, he, it he was did so, all those moves with yeah. with one hand in his pocket and the microphone in his hand that was amazing I, the the things that that the athleticism that guy has is incredible like i'm just watching this whole match and i'm like People actually complain about Orange Cassidy. Like he's one of the most over guys. Yeah. He's a genuine homegrown star that they kind of built from the bottom up. This guy didn't even have his first match for like the first six months he was on TV. Like they really, really nourished and made him a star and made him important. But he's still a comedy character, so he can kind of go anywhere in the card. This is kind of yeah, the kind of guy a, WWE would wish to have. He's a comedy character that can get serious. Yes, and he can go. He can go more with no arms, and most guys can go with two arms. Well, actually, with 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 uh, Rick over here, with four arms, Rick had four arms. Uh, understanding, understanding, you if, know, if extra extremities to you. If Orange Cassidy was in WWE, they would literally have him in one of those motorized scooters that you'd find at like a grocery store chasing after the 24-7 title. Like that's what they would have Orange Cassidy doing in WWE. He would not be anywhere close to putting on the kind of bangers that we've seen this man put on in, in AEW. So I think he is in uh, the exact right spot. But I do get your, your understanding. They would like to have Orange Cassidy, but they would love to have him, their version of Orange Cassidy, and they would probably change his name to some other kind of fruit uh and then give him like some other bs last name and maybe take away his last name and then give him a new last name and and then put him in a tag team with a big dude what about mango cassidy that'd be good mango cassidy yeah that'd be good not orange mangoes just just be mango Uh, it'd be something stupid it'd be it'd be like kumquat cassidy i think that would be something that wwe (laughs) would do i love the name kumquat cassidy (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the perfect way to end the show. That would be. Uh, You got 
you got some you got some stuff going on tomorrow on True Heat. Don't know how to follow follow that one, but uh, yeah, check us out, True Heel Heat YouTube channel. We go live at eleven oh five a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. True Heel Heat one sixty four. We're gonna be talking about Cesaro leaving WWE. All the moves for AEW, recap of the week in wrestling. We're also going to be talking about MLW Super Fight, plus much, much more. So check us out, True Hill Heat 164. And just follow me wherever you find me. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> Dirty Dutchman Tell at gmail.com. You can find me. And uh, you can find me some other places on Twitter. Dirty D Mantel. I'm like Rick. I'm not verified, so I don't have one name. I ain't That's verified. What... I've tried a bajillion times. I'm you hoping. said it. You said it last week that you weren't verified. Which no, I, I, said I wasn't. That's what I'm saying. That you yeah. wasn't. I, I meant yeah. to say that. You misunderstood me. That's so, right. and Sid, he interrupted me. He did. See, I'm uh, trying to talk. I was rude, and he's he's all over Here, me. I'll See? mute myself for ten. That's heaven. Not to hear him for 10, 10 seconds. Watch him. He's going, he can't wait to get back in. Watch. See? He's coming. He's not timing. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're, See, you're in. 10 seconds. You passed the time. But it is. As long as he just prolongs it, the better I'll feel. So, anyway, let's, let's go ahead and say, say good night right now. We won't, let, uh, we won't let Rick get his last words in. So, you don't. I don't matter. Some, I got some plugging hey, to do. See, see, Do your oh, plugs, I got, I got some plugging to get in. Please subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling uh, podcast YouTube channel. That is B-L-E-A-V. Uh, Sid has a very, very good interview up there with Alex Hammerstone right now ahead of MLW's uh, event this weekend. Super fight in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and next week, again, either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how much work I can get done on it, because it is the longest interview I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, it'll be uh, Jimmy Wang Yang's first interview post-WWE producer career. Uh, he told us uh, all about uh, why he uh, was not retained, what he thinks about that. Uh, talked about the Seth Rollins fan incident, which he was front and center for. A lot, a lot of really good stuff in there. All 38 minutes of it uh, will drop uh, next week. So, again, that is B-L-E-A-V in pro wrestling on YouTube. Subscribe. By the way, check out my pin tweet at Rick Uccino. You see the name right there. Follow the instructions. You could win $50 or even $100 to shop AEW next Sunday, March 6th. Time is running out. Please do that. Listen to me and Sid bitch and moan and argue with each other. It's all out of love, though. It's all out of love. Sid, you got the con, so you got to end the show. Yes, this has been Smack Talk. Later, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.